As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Everybody, welcome back to another episode of The Beat, brought to you by Ben GM, the king of sportsbooks. I'm, of course, Nick Bongrinder, along with Brendan Quinn. Basketball episode today, as it is March, ladies and gentlemen. If I could play the guitar slide CBS intro for you right here, I would, but I can't, because I don't know how, and it would probably be illegal. Brendan, how are, how are you doing, man? <laughs> I'm pretty sure that wouldn't be the first illegal activity on, uh, Noel, on hey. this show. Um <laughs> At least, we, I mean, we, we will always have that email with written permission uh, to use our intro song. So that's, that's true. That's yes. good. That's that's that one's street legal. Everything else, yeah. I don't I don't know. Can't, but, can't uh, confirm. Yes, yeah. Nick. Happy March. How about it? Feel felt great today. Weather's nice. Weather's breaking. Yeah, we're getting there. It is it is time um, to basically black out and wait until uh, the end of this thing. <laughs> For you, for the rest of us, we get to enjoy the weather. You know, it's a nice uh, springtime out. It doesn't feel like it almost felt like a t-shirt weather today. But in any event, um, we've got all basketball to talk. Michigan, Michigan State today, of course. Michigan, Michigan State last night. Uh, what was the final score? 88-70. Michigan, do, do I get that right? Michigan in a romp, more or less, uh, as Brendan is answering a uh, edit question here on the story. But in any event, <laughs> we're going to talk about the game itself uh, yes. All things that happened in the game and then unpack both teams sort of uh, where they go from here and uh, and their outlooks. But I uh, I want to start uh, with the game itself. Um, and I guess we'll start with uh, where you want to start. You want to start with Phil? You want to start with the game? You want to start with Dickinson? No, no. Let's, I mean, there's yeah, a lot let's going on the, here. There was a lot for why Michigan won as handily as it did. And yeah. some of it is – is kind of like core identity mm-hmm. stuff about this team. And then other parts were just very, it was a weird night and, right. and things went Michigan's way. When you get multiple threes from Terrence Williams mm-hmm. and you get 
a three from Brandon Johns and you get the first half minutes that um, Frankie Collins gave in place of Devontae Jones, who picked up two early fouls. Like those performances, Michigan comes ripping and tearing out of the gates. They make nine of their first 10 shots. It is hard enough to win on the road as it is. Yeah. Right. Even if you're a good team in this league, Michigan State is not. Right now, it is playing like a middle of the pack team. They walked into Chrysler and just got dusted in the first five, eight, ten minutes. They're not good enough to come back from a, a spot like that. And, you know, when you can build a league like Michigan had and you're making threes, and then you got a guy like Dickinson in single coverage, mm-hmm. and you already have the lead, that's lights out because he's just going to keep scoring the ball. Yeah. And that's what it was. Well, I mean, that's what it became later, too, where it was like, are you guys going to do anything different? Are you going to change? No. Okay. Well, they're just going to – this this game's just going to run itself out because you're right. It felt like that was one where they got out in the first however many <clears throat> minutes, and then you look at the last 10, and it felt like Michigan State had, like, three opportunities, maybe four or five even, to, yeah. like, get in there, make a couple shots, get a couple stops. And it wasn't like, you know, Michigan was necessarily doing anything other than – uh, nobody could do anything with Hunter with uh, Dickinson and Michigan State opted to just let him, you know, solo them into the ground. So I don't know. I mean, right. like uh, an interesting day all all the way around. But you know, for Michigan, a game that they absolutely had to have, and a performance from Dickinson that they probably absolutely had to have, and then you know, another chapter here in the Phil Martelli saga. So I guess this <laughs> is just quite a uh, it's quite a day, and you know, I guess. I guess what was the sort of what were your what were your sort of thoughts on Michigan going into this? What, what were your like vibe or what was your expectation for them before the game? Yeah, I mean they've just been so up and down. Um, yeah, that it's anyone's guess. Michigan State is basically the same thing, you know. Like I, I jo- kind of half jokingly on the pod with. Dylan earlier this week, like predicted Michigan state mainly because I thought like Izzo would suit would, would quite literally kill somebody to get that record breaking win on the court. Chrysler, Chrysler. Yeah. Like it's just too, there's too much poetry there. Like just, that, that story writes itself. So I'm like, if he's going to, of course, of course, this is how it's going to happen. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It just made too much sense for the story. Um, you know, but in, in reality, Michigan shoots the ball way better at home. It has for a while now. Um, I like, you know, their their defense is what it is. It's not good. Yeah. Um, but I liked the way that a, a lot of I liked a, a lot of what I saw in the game against Illinois, mm-hmm. and that was building off the win over Purdue. So they've been, I think, trending the right way. And like, I think they're growing up a little bit. I think a guy like Caleb Houston's growing up a little bit. I think Musa Diabate is growing up a little bit. Um, Frankie Collins, clearly. Um, and, you know, Devontae Jones has just been terrific of, of yeah, late. He was very good last night. All that said, if you would have told me before the game that Devontae Jones and Caleb Houston were both going to pick up two fouls in the first half and have to sit, I'd been like, Michigan's going to be in trouble, mm-hmm. you know. And, and, and it wasn't. And that's what happens when you get those – what the hell's the word, everyone? Outlier performance, yeah. right? That's what everyone talks about. <clears throat> Terrence Williams giving the them yeah. three made threes is that like that feels like 20. Well, yeah. I mean, in a game you like know? that, it's like the game's over. <laughs> right. Right. Because like Dickens, you know, Dickinson, want to boil it down to that, but I mean, you know. 
I mean, Dickinson was obviously a little bit better than like he was better than he was in East Lansing, but he was really good in East Lansing. And he, he got his in that game. Um, he got 18 shot attempts, I think in that game mm-hmm. or 19, something like that. Um, and so he can give you that. It's really a matter of what everyone else gives you. They went three for 19 on threes in East Lansing. Yeah. And last night they had four made threes in the first four minutes, you right. know, like it's just you know, making shots is, is, is pretty valuable. turns out. Well, I mean, um, like this but is also a, like, yeah. I thought the defense was better. You know, they had a much better ball screen defense plan last time. It was a, Goddamn disaster. They were a mess between the transition defense and their ball screen defense. You know, last night they went back to that drop coverage that they had used against Michigan State in recent years successfully. Um, and their transition was defense was much better, not only because it was better and they communicated better and they identified their men in transition better, but also because they're making shots. Yeah. And so, you know, Michigan State's transit, they were trying to get into transition off of makes as opposed to off of misses. Um, all those things add up to an ass kicking. And that's what you saw, like uh, on a neutral court, you know, if they played this game 10 out of 10, I don't know how many times Michigan's running Michigan state, you know, yeah, probably but not. if you're making these, if you're making these shots, um, you know, then, then you can get going and then it's at home and it, things just snowball. Well, then the thing that you're 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 not mentioning there is the the guy that lets you finish the game off in like coasting time, which is Dickinson, who goes right. for thirty three and nine, flexes, does the whole bit, puts on his uh, Moritz Wagner uh, heel performance. Uh, I'm trying to think: is there other? I mean, there's others. There's a bunch uh, at this point. Like, how many of oh. these guys is Michigan <laughs> Stauskas? Incredible performances like, against Michigan. No, State. like yeah. the guy that just pisses them off and annoys oh, them yeah, to yeah, the yeah, end yeah, of yeah. time. But this was obviously a Dickinson. We'll get into that in a second. But in terms of Dickinson on the court, you mentioned that, you know, all the things he can give you. Uh, I feel like earlier in the year, those were things that necessarily weren't always happening. And maybe now they're starting to round into maybe more consistent form in terms of like you can depend a little bit more on him, but not necessarily. So like, I don't know, where is he at? I guess overall, like, where do you think he's at right now? Where do you think the next couple of weeks look like for him. I, I saw Phil, I read Austin's story and Phil had a quote that, you know, Hunter felt different or whatever over the last couple of days, looked different, seemed like he was in a better yeah. headspace or something. Like, where do you feel like he's at right now? Because obviously all the things we're talking about here, the hot start, everything else, it gives you a win because you have a guy that they can't do anything with. And most teams can't do anything with when he's engaged and on and everything else. So I guess that would be my um, question there for Michigan. You know, I, I thought of late he had been – I thought he physically looked like he was wearing down as much as mentally or whatever his eyes say, right? Like whatever Phil wants to <laughs> yeah, right. into, whatever that means. But, well, like, right. I, but yeah, that's I, – I, I thought he, like, looked like he was kind of dog these recent weeks. You know what yeah. I mean? And understandably so. I mean, they've had, you know, a pretty condensed schedule. That's here. what I mean, right? Um, but – I mean, playing single coverage helps. <laughs> Michigan State just went right at him with a variety of skinny Marcus Bingham, oh, God. small Julius Marble, inexperienced Maddie Sissoko, and occasionally Joey Hauser. So, yeah, Dickinson will give you 33 if you put those guys on him in his own building, and the guys around him are hitting shots. So, you know, 
And as he gets going, he is, I think he's also one of these guys who, and Dylan and I talked about this too, like he's one of these guys who kind of feeds on himself too. Like once he gets going, he gets better. Yeah. And right. if he gets frustrated, it plays out in his touches and, and things like that. You know what I mean? Like, but get him going get that ego dialed all the way up. Well, and, that's what I'm asking he, you is the frustration. I, I don't, but I don't away. know how sustainable that is. Still because, like we still got to see it. Yeah. I mean, right. he's kind of, he, he, he can come and go. And also so a lot of it is sometimes going to always be dependent on how he's defended. So he can be ready to go and ready to get buckets. But if, you know, a good team's going to defend him with two guys, you know, that's going to be fucking hard to, <laughs> to do what he did. Well, right. I'm going to give you a 33 on double teams. But I guess, but, but I guess my question is, <laughs> is the frustration parts and the parts about him letting his emotions sort of get him off off kilter because you know i mean right. he's a he's an up and down guy that's sort of how he is right like i think that's yeah, i think so what you get with I think him, so. and, and that's just I, good or bad or whatever is what it is but like i do i think some of it's a maturity thing yeah. like i i you know there is a de, a degree of immaturity there and he's a college basketball player so well, right, you're going yeah. to see that um and i i mean i think that's how that kind of plays itself out no it does but i mean like to your point, like he, the being able to fight through, you know, because I've seen him go through spots in games where somebody will defend him in a way that he's not comfortable with or whatever, right? And it'll piss him off and he'll get, like you're saying, he'll get off of his game and he'll he'll be the person who stops himself. I feel like we still see that from him a fair amount when I don't feel like we should see it as much or ever. Uh, like, do you feel like those moments maybe are, I, or is that still like, that's my question. Like, is that still TBD? I, I, all, I'm as curious as you are. Yeah, right. Because that's obviously the whole thing for them. Right. Cause it's like, if, if he can shoulder a load like that for a whole game, no matter what, well then now this is a completely different conversation because yeah. you have, you have an X factor player who, if he can get into a zone here is what I'm saying over the next couple of weeks where he can just be like, put it on my back. I don't care. Yeah, I mean, is, he's he, is, he, is he capable of like that? that? Is, my, yes. is, I guess, the bigger question. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's already – here he did it this year. I mean, he had that stretch from – after missing the Illinois game, mm-hmm. he came back, and, I mean, he played at the highest of high levels for a sustained stretch yeah. there. Um, and it's kind of dipped here. So now we need late. to see it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this is kind of the – the the proving point, you know, um, but, you know, he said it last night, like they're not idiots. They are aware of the situation in terms of what, you know, that the season is right. in the balance right now. And it's, it's winning games. They are right now they're on the right side of the bubble. Um, but, you know, two losses mm-hmm. uh, to close this regular season. And then, I'll, you know, say a first a hypothetical uh, oh, yeah, one they're done. trip to Indy. You, they could they could be screwed on that. I so, would think that they would um, be, yeah. So you know that's he's got to go and 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 do it again. And um, you know, last time out against Iowa, um, which is a game I don't know where I would. They won. Uh, he had fourteen. He only got eight shots up uh, or eight twos up and went over three on threes. Um, but they played through him a little bit. He had seven assists. Well, that's the thing I'm talking about. Like, that's what I think that is the next step for him. Is he, is he going to be a guy who can find ways to impact the game and carry them through, you know, these moments? Because I feel like that's 
literally going to have to happen one way or the other for them mm-hmm. either way. And I guess that's, I'm fascinated to see it because he's a really interesting player to watch because it's like, he is. What did you think of all the shit? You know, last well, night? that's what I was going to get to here. So I was yeah. back and forth because I was off and on with some, something else. And I turned it back on and I saw the dunk with when he was pointing and I'm like, well, I know who he's pointing at. I don't have to, I, I mean, I live, I'm like, he's pointing at Izzo. I don't even, I don't even so, to, you know, and I'm like, he's pointing at Izzo and he's like, get this guy off of me, bring someone else. Up. What is he saying? Like too small. Clearly it was obvious. So okay, I know he was, pointing, I'm just going to say, right. I know he was pointing at the bench. No, he was, I don't know if he was pointing directly at Izzo. It okay. would be funnier if he was pointing at Izzo. Well, That's for damn fine. Sure. Fair <laughs> enough. He was pointing at the bench. He was clearly pointing at Michigan state's bench. Screaming at them like not good enough, right? Like so. Correct. Is that uh, is that just Hunter being Hunter, or is there something more going on here beyond? No, uh, that's him. Yeah, that's what I kind of figured because it was like, I think that's just him in the moment doing his thing, and then Izzo getting pissed on the other side of it. But like, I didn't know if there was more to it that uh, was seething under the surface there. Well, I mean, it's it's a rivalry, so it's going to be dialed up either way. I don't think it's anything particularly personal you know like i i don't know of any history between i don't i don't think they i don't think they shook hands buddy i don't think they shook hands i couldn't tell i couldn't tell i was i couldn't either the camera i was was next (laughs) wojo had his binoculars because we had to sit on the fucking moon at chrysler the worst seats in the big 10 um so we couldn't see shit we're always we're all trying to watch the uh the handshake line yeah. can't see anything and wojo's like oh they didn't shake hands i'm like i don't i don't know but we're um, taking wojo's but, pool but, report but, on that okay <laughs> dangerous <laughs> just kidding i love wojo. Dickin- dickinson said they they shook hands but they didn't exactly like you know, yeah, yeah, like slap hands or something. Yeah. That's yeah, right. I think they that's probably fair. Yeah, right. But you know, I mean, Izzo is definitely he was pissed. He was pissed about the whole thing that you know <sighs> that he's just yelling. He's yelling at their bench, and like a part of it is. I mean, okay. okay. You can look at it two. You can look at it two ways. I think one, if you're Michigan State, you don't want him to point at your bench no and give you the too small sign and give you the big dick sign no okay don't let him score 30 well that's what i was just gonna say the reaction there if you're is to turn to your bench and be like any of you guys want to do anything about this shit are you gonna let him just do this to us all night exactly anybody here want to do something about this are we just gonna let him punk our asses all the fucking way back home because that's what happened it's it's happened the other way i've seen it happen the other way 100 percent you know what that game reminded me of? Dickinson's performance, anyway. And the game didn't remind me of this, but Dickinson's, yeah. like, because the last eight minutes of the game, like, <laughs> he could have scored every single time he touched the ball. Mm-hmm. It reminded me of Draymond's last game against Michigan on senior night. Um, okay. He's Lansing. He had, like, 20-something and 18 and, like, several assists. Like, the game, everything just went through him, and he was, like, Barely trying and kicking their was ass at the game, like when and he it was just was, a masterful. Was that was that the game where he was like kind of questionable because of like an injury and he was like, oh, "Am I dead body? Am I missing this yeah, game?" Yeah, it might have been. Like that. that sounds that, right because that's, that's all before me. Yeah, that sounds right. That sounds theatrical enough to be Draymond. That might have been <laughs> part part of what was going on there. But it was also like, I mean, he was in the zone that year, but it was also like they were good. But they were not great. They were a one seed, I think, that year. But they, you know, they were one seed because he was so good. 
But that was that's what it reminded me of, a guy that was just in complete control of the game, and he knew it. And the other side knew it, too. And it was like this awkward, because he was talking, you know, the whole game, like, you guys can't do anything with me. This is pathetic. Mm-hmm. Like, that was Draymond's, like, thing the whole night, right? And that's what it reminded me of. And so when Izzo gets pissed like that, I'm like, dude, calm down. He's 20. <laughs> You've had guys on your team who've done this to the other side. Like, it, and you will again, I'm sure. Like, what? Uh-huh. I mean, part of it I did wonder, too, in the other in the aftermath, is some of that his way of, is that his way of communicating that to his bench? Being like, hey, like, this is ridiculous. If you idiots aren't going to do anything, then I'm going to yell and scream. Yeah, and... I also wonder how much of it was like simply working the officials. Could you know, be. And like, well, my guys aren't stopping him. Maybe I can get him on technical. <laughs> right. Yeah. Something's, like, got, something's got to, something's got to give no, me. I did you know wonder. I, mean? I did wonder that. I did. I really did. Like, I mean, because it's like, I mean, Israel's gotten unhinged before in moments, obviously like our whole coaches have, right? Like that, that was, that, that did one. I did wonder. Cause it was like, is he like, I mean, I don't think I've ever seen him yell at a player like that maybe he has but like that felt how many other how me. many opposing players uh, have pointed at his bench i feel like Wagner's probably done it i feel like that's what i was gonna say like i feel like michigan's probably had a couple of guys who might have tried it but yeah, I, mean, yeah, I don't know that was different but like i did wonder if he's like is that him being like you know jesus guys like we got to sure. this is ridiculous i mean right you know and obviously he was pissed after the game about you know we had no an- <laughs> we had no answer in the guts you know, about, you know, they punch us in the mouth and we just completely fall apart. I mean, he is, was yeah. probably furious the entire game. I mean, he was probably at, you know, at 11 on the rage scale from uh-huh. the minute five minutes into the end. Cause they just had a terrible effort. I mean, yeah. I mean, it looked like there was like at one point, um, like you could see him like talking to Malik Hall and it looked like he was trying to be like, you know, Go knock someone down. Go do something. Just go, you know, and, and, yeah, right. And, yeah. and, 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 you know, Malik's kind of just looked like just dowering down. And like, that was the whole yeah. thing. I mean, they just, look, Michigan State just came in, they got punched in the face and well, they right. never even raised their hands in response. So that's what I was saying. And, and yeah. these things happen and it's hard it when you're on the road and it's hard when you're not a good team. <laughs> like yeah. Michigan State's lost six of eight. Right. These things build, Right. And the more you lose, the harder it is to respond when these things happen. And I think there was a level of that going on. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. And he's blaming it on, you know, he calls it leadership or, or whatever. But I think really what what you mean by that more so is, you know, we need guys who can make plays that get us from A to B, right? Like we need mm-hmm. guys that can make enough 
do enough to get us three more stops so we can run out and get three more layups. Like, you know, we need that. That's leadership, I think, within what they do. And when you watch them, mm-hmm. that's what I'm, I mean, we, t- we said we were going to talk about both sides here. I mean, like I, they have, they're in a bad place here. This does not look like, I mean, they seem like they're in a good spot with the tournament. And we talk about that in a second, but like yeah. uh, this just doesn't look good like at all. Um, no. And, um, you know, it reminds me of some of their really, really rough patches, but even like in recent years where they've had those rough patches, they've always had guys on the team that you were like, well, that guy will grow up and, you know, it'll be fine. Uh, you know, I look at this one and I'm like, you know, you can see with some of the guys, but I, I don't know. This one feels a little bit different. Where are you at with them overall right here? I know he's I still is frustrated for all the reasons we just talked about, but right. where are you at with them just in general? I mean, because this, you know what I'm saying? This doesn't look, they're, this looks they're going to be, put it, let's put it, like, put it this way. They're, they're not going to have a player on any of the top three all big teams. No, teams. that's what I'm saying. Like, they got there is a limit to the talent. Yeah. And there's guys who are going to, you know, Max Christie's going to be, be good. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like Malik Hall's good and Gabe Brown has his good nights and yeah. all this stuff. But like, only very rarely do you see everyone play well at the same time, or even the majority of guys play well at the same time. And um, them have kind of that shit kicker. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like they lack, they do lack that. Yeah. Um, you know, I think they can be a pretty damn good defensive team at times. Um, and then other times, you know, other times they're, they're, I mean, they help Purdue to 68 points on, or sorry, 65 points on 65, Saturday. Yeah. So right. like, and won the game. I, I, don't, I don't know how ready I would be to say, like, that's why it's a different, it's an interesting This game defines them yeah. when they just beat Purdue. No. Okay. And Purdue's yeah. kind of going a little sideways here as well. But um, look, that that game, they were without AJ Hogard, which who I think was going to be extremely important in the way that they well, were that's going the other to thing plan to try say. to beat. Yeah, right. They're not winning that without him. He he was he was not at a hundred percent, and when he was out there, he was a liability, if anything. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and they just Hmm. look. If Michigan doesn't come out and just get red hot at the beginning and make nine of their first ten, that could have very well been a different game. Could have been, but but how much do you how much do you kind of say like? Yeah, right, right, yeah. Fuck, you know, sometimes teams make shots. They do. They do. And, and, and I happens. think it's important to note that they did just get that win against Purdue because they were on – that was on the other side of a rough little stretch. I mean, it's been rough, you know. That's what I was going mm-hmm. to I mean, it's been rough here more than it's not been. And, you know, it looked like people were panicking about the whole – you know, I didn't think – I thought maybe some of that panic was a little bit much. But, like, people were panicking about whether or not they were going to get in, like, two weeks ago. And I – it's just they're not – they don't seem yes. to be in a great spot. They don't seem to be – They've won like three all, games but... in 30 days. Jesus. Okay, so <laughs> it's going to be hard to feel good yeah. about what you're seeing there. Yeah. Um, and now they go to Ohio State, and Ohio State's very shorthanded. They lost to Nebraska. Um, and then they get Maryland at home. So, you know, I would guess that they split these last two. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that puts them at 20 and 11 going into the Big Ten to get a win there. And then they're going to go to the tournament. They're going to be a fucking nine or 10 seed. And they'll probably lose in the first round. And then the season will be over. Okay. And then what? 
Because like this, this feels. Well, I don't know. <laughs> they're going to bring in new guys. Yeah. Gonna, some of these dudes will move on, and I don't know. But like, I, there is a story to be written here, and that it's I'll interesting. Get to at some point, like a big picture thing. It's on, interesting. Like, their talent. It's not good. Enough. Is not good enough right now. That's what I'm getting at. Like it's no, yeah. something needs to change here. Is what I'm saying. That's what I'm. Now, that's what I'm getting at. It feels to me like if you wanted, if they want to do the things that Tom Izzo's program has done. For the last 20 something years, something sure. has to change. Oh, well, I mean, if you want to have right like a, you want to have a big picture conversation about Michigan State, I'm down. Okay. That feels so, to me like we're getting to that. You know, I mean, to that yeah. point though, right? Like it feels like no, I'm not saying Izzo, Izzo has to go. I'm just saying something about what you're doing clearly need because mm-hmm. you just hit it. The talent level on the roster is not good enough. And I don't see well, that changing as long as Juwan Howard is on the other post Look, there a lot of this goes back we've talked about this i feel like we have it might have been on the other pod the 2018 recruiting class was such a miss that it really has come with you know a pretty heavy price because yeah. this program is so has been so dependent on those juniors and seniors year in and year out and that you know everyone knows the recipe at michigan state this is not some grandiose take. We know what Michigan State does, right? Mm-hmm. That class just Didn't wasn't it. it. It was such a whiff. Yeah. You know, no, you know, I, I Gabe Brown and, and Marcus Bingham, okay. Like, but if it was Gabe Brown and Marcus Bingham and two other guys who were legit, one right. was, you know, a, a big 10, even all one. big 10 caliber player, just yeah. one, just one. Yeah. Somebody. And instead right. it was, you know, Kither, Kithier and foster lawyer um not so much came with a heavy price for that for the whole program and like the the other thing that like can get a little bit distorted is i know you know the whole covid thing Mm -hmm. is it it does every program was going to go final four in 2020 right you oh yeah you're damn right any goddamn coach in the country, their best team we were rolling. was their 2020 team. Okay. In Michigan State's case. Yeah. Michigan State's case, though. Like, it's 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 pretty legit. Like, I think that team could have gone to the final. Four. Yes. Yeah, they were really good. Yeah, right. Very good. So, it, what would – the conversation would probably be a little right. bit different That's fair. If, if they had if, if they had just gone to back to back final fours in nineteen and twenty. Um, but things have changed since then. Yeah, Michigan's recruiting has changed since then, and I know that they don't recruit against each other for everybody, but it's not nothing. It's something. When Michigan's recruiting at a level like this, it is going to impact Michigan State's ability to recruit. It just is. If they're they're going to recruit against similar, well, you know, I don't know. I mean, you would yes know more no. about I, it than me, but I feel like yeah, it's I don't, not I don't, nothing. I don't really think that they're crossing paths on recruiting too much anymore. They might have actually more under under John, frankly. Oh, really? I mean, well, Juwan, you know, Juwan is hitting very specific uh, AU programs, and you know, it's between people that have like direct ties to him, and then like this, they're, they've been hitting the. DMV so hard. That's not really like is those things. Okay, well then so fair. It, it, it's I, I I think Michigan State's issues are. Whereas you're right, like the conversation that we've had for so long is that there has kind of been this like interdependency on 
you know, who's good and when and how that all works out. Right now, though, I feel like in terms of Michigan State kind of redefining itself as a program and, and upping that talent level and getting back to where it's supposed to be, um, it's all Michigan State. I, I think it's internal. I think it's – look, I mean, he has the same co- coaching staff he did in 2003. You know, he brings back Monty and, 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 he, and he promotes Wojcik. It's the same coaching staff they had in 2003. And now that can be a good thing in terms of, you know, knowing people and your identity and blah, 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 and all that stuff. Um, but like, where are the new, where are new ideas coming from? You know what I mean? And my, I, I don't know. Um, where the players, but from. at the same time, this, this place does have a way of like, I don't know. Old Izzo's, you know, losing a touch and blah, blah, blah. And then they go to the final four. Well, no, I wouldn't. Son of a bitch. No, I wouldn't go that. I mean, I don't think that that's, I think that's an overreaction. I don't know what we were talking about, but we're about to, we're going to pivot here to uh, the futures of both teams, because obviously I think Michigan's conversation might be more interesting. So let's save that. We'll go with Michigan state here. we mentioned that earlier um, that they're probably fine, right? The win over Purdue probably mm-hmm. makes it so that they're fine, right? Like, is that fair to say at this point? Like, you feel like yes. they're a safe in? Is there anything that could happen that would make it, if they lost the next two and then lost the first one, they're still in? I think they're in. So the next question then would be, do you feel like there is any possibility at all that this team can make any kind of, you know, can they get to the second weekend? Can they do anything I think is there a recipe take, or an it would be here? so absurdly short-sighted to just be like, no, nah, nope, they're not going to do it. Like they, they, they should have beat UCLA last year. I mean, there's year. still a lot and of you, time. And UCLA fair. went to the goddamn final four. Yeah. Okay. Like it's just, it's the way the bracket falls. It's maybe they come out and have that game where they make nine of their first 10 you shots. Like you just have two no full weeks left here, you know, hundred like, percent. Yeah. The, the thing is, same as it ever was, man. You just got to get into the tournament, you know, and then whatever happens, happens. You, you could get a really good draw um, and, and you ride the wave. You know what I mean? Someone gets, you know, Max Christie just gets on a heater, mm-hmm. starts making everything. Gabe Brown gets on a heater. You know, like they're they're also a weird team for a lot of teams to play, you know, like and, and Big Ten. Everyone knows how to scout Michigan State. You know, right. this is not everyone. It's the same damn thing all the time. So, <laughs> well, <laughs> other, uh, other, t- other teams, you know, once you get outside the league, um, that's and suddenly, a, you're, that's suddenly you're not going against Kofi Coburn and yeah. Zach Eady and Hunter Dickinson when you're just like, Jesus Christ, how many of these guys are there in this league? I mean, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, yeah. You go play. That's some, always the case in the Big Ten. Yeah. You go play the team that finishes third in the ACC. Yeah. Michigan State might be one of the best teams that they've played in the last well, month. That's, that, well, okay, that's a fair question. It's like, yeah. are, are we going to see – I wonder – I do wonder if we see some of that. Like, if it's – if they get away from this and, you know, you see somebody else, maybe it changes. But it's also like he's been so upset with his leaders and, you know, he closed the locker room that day there. Did you ever figure out? Did you figure out what? He, did, he, did he ever answer a question on any of that? He just never. I mean, he, he let he that just, go. He, but I mean, he just says they were getting out of there, and well, was, I think it speaks you know, to their young, and they're he, not he downplayed it. He doesn't trust them. Is what it feels like, right? Like that. It doesn't feel like they. He fully trusts the team in ways that we normally would see that from his teams right now. 
March 2nd, you know, and I, I do think you got two weeks to maybe find some of that. But I, I question if, if they're going to get it at all, because typically when Michigan state's really good, it's, you know, coach and team know what they're, you know what I mean? Everybody is yeah. uh, on the same and it does not feel like that's happening here. It feels like Izzo was like, let's get the damn thing over with. Okay. So we can move on, but I could be wrong. And I guess you got two weeks, I guess left. And I think that was something I saw people in complete panic today. And I'm like, I know it's March, but you do still have some time here. You got two regular season games and the tournament. And that's a lot of time. Like it just terms of time to gather yourself. So I think you're right. I wouldn't write off probably anything at this point. Yeah. I mean, they are who they are. It's just going to be a matter of, but yeah, if it falls, it's, you know, it's it's a team that it they can they can beat Purdue and they can lose to Rutgers, right? And, you know, like, like it's just the way it is. Yeah. Like they're just they're fortieth in Ken Palm right now. Good God, that's what this Michigan State team is, and that's not going to change two weeks from now. No, that's no, the way it is. Yeah, you know what I mean. So they're going to be seated where they should be seated. Well, that's another yeah. conversation. And they're going to be They'll, they'll be the lower seed in, in whatever yeah. game that is for the offseason. For Michigan, probably a more interesting conversation because it's not a certainty, um, less no. of a certainty that they're in. Yeah. But but also, you flip that and you say less of a certainty that they're in, but maybe more of a possibility that if they do get in, that they actually do something. But I don't, but also like, maybe not because they're. I think that's fair. Yeah. I do think that's fair. Yeah. Um, they Like they have a higher upside because they have greater talent mm-hmm. hunter dickinson is hunter like he gives yeah. you a chance right he gives you a chance you know what i mean and yeah as long as you have a guy that that you know that son of a bitch if i get if i get him 15 or 20 shot attempts yeah you can win a game you know what right. i mean michigan state doesn't have anything resembling not even remotely close to that you know yeah. so dickinson gives him a chance and then you have you still do have high end talent around him, you know, and Caleb Houston and and, and Diabate and Eli Brooks is you know one of the most reliable veterans in mm-hmm. the game, even though that shot at the end of the first half last night was horrific. <laughs> and and then a guy like Devonte Jones, who you know, it's game by game getting, by game, better. you just like him more, you like him more, you like him more, and he's he's really kind of gotten his hands around this thing. So yeah, like. Michigan State or Michigan is a team that like I would not want to see them in the bracket. Yeah, if, if they're there, and at the same time, if you told me that they're going to go lose the next two games, I wouldn't even bat an eye. They might sure, not get why in. Not? Yeah. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> it's like if they get in, they can go to three sixteen, or they can lose and not make it, <laughs> and be the first out in the NIT or decline yeah. the bid to the NIT. <laughs> All right, like there's there's a very there's a potential. Very delicious scenario oh, a of, of, them. of, you know, Michigan in that 8-9 game against Indiana. Both programs, you know, basically you're in if you win. Yeah. And then the winner gets Wisconsin. <laughs> and then we get let's Jawan guard part four. His first game five. back or his yeah. second game second back. Game It'd back, be yeah. his second game back. So where are they at right now with all of that whole uh, situation? I mean, the Bartelli thing. We I know you wrote about this. It's about to be uh, published here. Uh, this it, is it's all. Up now, yeah. This is all. I mean, and also, you know, 
what is Juwan? Do you know what he's doing right now? Like he's just at home. He's, just he's at, at home, just there. walking around, waiting till he can come back. And you know, Dickinson said last night that he and Jace went yeah. over to the house to see him yesterday. Right. Um, you know, I know like program personnel, I think have been through the house mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's not allowed on, on grounds yeah. of the, the university basically. Um, so he's just sitting there waiting and um, he has not spoken. I've seen zero indication that that's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen. I, I don't know. Yeah, And you know, I'll be really curious to see how it plays out. Like if he thinks he's just going to go to the Big Ten tournament and be like, I'm not talking about what happened. Like I, he can't. He can do whatever the hell he wants. But honestly, honestly, uh, he needs to talk before he leaves. He needs to talk before he leaves. You go now tell that him that. Bring, now that you're bringing that up, because and this is a lesson that was learned. He needs to start listening to people. I think, right? Like, is that not something that came about through all this? I guess that's something that we'll see. But, you know, I mean, the team seems to have handled it fine. You know, like all things considered. That's the, I mean, that's the thing. We don't it all. Yeah. You guys like you, me. And I think we fans out Fans out there, other people are going, they'll be freaking the hell out about something like this. Right? Yeah. The guys on the, on the team, those 12 dudes. Mm-hmm. They don't care. Yeah, they're just playing. Yeah. They're just like, oh, we're out. This sucks. You know, Juwan isn't around. Oh, okay. We're just going to go. Gotta, we'll gotta play. Tomorrow, then, I, you guess. Know? Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I, I still really want to play. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, I don't Third know. Year. I don't know if he's going to talk. I don't, I, if I had a bet. Well, what about Phil then? How's Phil? How, what what does this mean for uh, for Phil? This is quite the situation. I saw him do the double fist pump with a minute to go. Uh-huh. I was like, you uh-huh. know, the game's not over yet, Phil. Okay, but you got to finish it off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a hell of a win for Phil last night. Stops Izzo from setting history in in uh, Chrysler. Uh, what's uh, yeah, yeah, Phil Phil Wooden over there? Great coach, and he just told his team go go make every <laughs> shot. And they did that, and they got the big win over Michigan State. Uh, I mean, I, what a uh, what a what a stretch of time here for Mister. I mean, I would say right, like it's just my God, it's just so preposterous. <laughs> Is that the word you're going with? It, it, it's the only it's the only word. And like so, I, I'm, I've kind of known like since this all went down last Sunday with Wisconsin. I'm like, okay, well, I'm gonna have to write a Martelli story sometime in this stretch, right? I just, the way it is. Um, was kind of waiting for the right time. You know, and then, and all right, now they go and beat Michigan State. And it looks like he's trying to wrap his mind around exactly what just happened. happened. So, yeah. so, you know, we went went back last night and, you know, we had, we talked for you know half hour or so um, afterward. And yeah, man, like, look, part of what, I wrote in, in the piece is like, you know, this isn't what he came. He didn't come to Michigan to become a head coach again, right. not only at Michigan, but I mean like in the greater context right. of right. things like, look, if, if somebody called, right. Mm-hmm. If like, I think Fordham might've kicked the tires last year or some other teams like it, it, an A-10 school or Delaware or one of the Philly schools. Yeah. He'll listen. Sure. But I, I don't think he came to Michigan being like, oh, two years, I'm going to turn that into a head coaching job and I'm back, baby. You know, 
yeah. He, he, he came uh-huh. to be part of something uh-huh. very big. Yeah. And understanding, like, to, I mean, to go from St. Take it from Oh, me. my God. Yeah. To go from, from St. Joe's to Michigan is to the Big just, Ten. Yeah. It is another planet. Okay. That's, what, that's like what Beeline used to talk about. Like, it's the Big yeah. Ten. It's huge. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think I think he wanted to get kind of like a taste of how yeah. the other side lives. And, and charter. Yeah. And, and <laughs> yeah. you know, the chance to be kind of a a coach to a coach, you know, and, oh, yeah, and help right. Juwan through this process. And he talked to you and I about this back in the day when it all went down. Um so like the fact that he just like that is Okay, you're the head coach again. Go be Phil Martelli. Like that's a weird thing, man. Yeah, that is. And and to to be comfortable being yourself and and also like have self awareness of like I'm the I'm supposed to act like the head coach, but I'm not the head coach. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm supposed to manage the staff, but I'm part of the staff. Right. Okay. And I'm going to speak to the media as if I am the face of the program, but I'm not the face of the program. Right. So there's all these layers. And for someone with like Phil's personality, I think to try to maneuver through all this kind of weirdness (laughs) is profoundly strange. And the fact that he's the head coach at Michigan right now, (laughs) it's just ridiculous. And he's opposite Tom Izzo last night. Yeah. Izzo's going for his record-setting <laughs> all-time win. wins leader yeah, in the right. Big Ten, passing Bob Knight. He gets a chance to do it on his rival's court, who he has loathed for 20 years. <laughs> more than anything in the world. <laughs> more than anything in the world. And here, with the, the, the night that he has a chance for the ultimate double bird, I set the record on your own goddamn court. Suck on that. I'm out of here. Right. Yeah, right. Which is what he would have loved to have done with Jamal against a member of the Fab Five. Oh, <laughs> unbelievable symmetry here. Instead, he gets Phil, Phil, who is one of his best friends in the business. Right. Yeah. Forever. They go to a half court in the beginning of the game. They tell each other they love each other. Yeah. I saw their hug afterward, too. It was pretty And good. they said yeah. they loved each other after the game. I was talking to Phil. He's like, man, it reminded me yeah. of Dumpf back in the day. So, like, one of his best friends is Fran Dumphy, right? Former longtime coach at Penn and Temple. Yep. It's like, oh, yeah, it really reminded me of, of Dumphy. And I'm like, what is going on here? How is How has this happened? You know, Where am I? <laughs> right. So, I mean, so much of it is wrapping your head around the situation and, like, as yeah, just yeah, just watching him go through this has just been really, <laughs> really interesting. So I mean, I'll encourage people to go give that a read. Well, I mean, um, he's hailed it well. I mean, this is his. This is why they hired him. Sort of. Not exactly. No one thought <laughs> exactly. No one thought John Howard was going to slap a coach. But I mean, in a larger sense, he you yeah. know Phil was here to do whatever. That's what he told us when we sat down with him. He's like, I'm here to do whatever John needs me to do. Mm-hmm. And like, he knows that. And like, in a large way, like a large scale way, like I'm here to be, you know, the guy in his ear and the guy that he can trust to do whatever. And it seems like it's been very good for them. It just seems like it's been a really good fit for Phil at a time when he really needed a good fit, you know? And, and, and um, one of like the, per- one of the particular areas where like, Man, they are fortunate that this is the stopgap, mm-hmm. for lack of a better term, right? Is like 
him in these press conferences. Oh my is god, yeah. hilarious! Okay, all See, the, the thing shit about he said. Lenardi the other day that he said. I'm, I'm standing in the back of the room and like you just see, and 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 part of this is because Phil's very good at this, and yep. but the other part of it is that he couldn't be any further from Juwan because yeah, Juwan says nothing ever mm-hmm. to the point where like people don't even ask questions anymore. Okay, <laughs> so it is like the most severe 360 okay so now you stand at these press conferences and people are there filling notebooks they're yeah. raising their hand get the microphone over here everyone's just yeah. you know everyone's engaged the cameras are zooming in on him um and he's talking for 20 minutes yeah. just 20 minute press conferences so you know to have a guy who can get up there and do that um <sighs> in a in a spot where like you need some delicacy Sure. What you say and how you say it. And he's up there, you know, and no matter what, it's it's credit to Howard Isley, credit to Saudi Washington. Yeah. Because he knows both of them are just as capable as he oh, is yeah. to get oh, up yeah. there and do the job right now. Totally. The difference is those are the guys in line for head coaching jobs, yeah. not him. Right. You know, like Saudi Washington, if, if it were Saudi, who's been there longer than Phil, mm-hmm. if he goes four and one in this, yeah, no, all right. Handles the press conferences well, yep. you know. That's some juice there, man. His agent mm-hmm. is going to be texting, and it is it's, yeah, it's go deal. time. You know what I mean? And instead, he's still you know he's 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 coaching the defense, yeah, and and he's not getting that. So Phil, he's up there last night. You know, Saudi Washington's game plan flawless. Howard Isley's offensive play calling yeah. flawless. Yeah. Um, so he's doing like he's pushing those buttons. Yeah. Well, customers are rushing to your store. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a mm, real POS? You need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into the one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash theathletic, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash theathletic to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash theathletic. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It just um, seems like it was a really good getting bringing him here mm-hmm. was a very good decision and move by all 
And I think for him, you know, like if he looks back on it, right. Like it was like, I remember when we first talked to him, when we first got here, it was like, he didn't know how anything was going to go, you know, like didn't know his way around. He was still lost walking around the building. So like, yeah, it's good to see. Like, it feels like it was a good move by someone who was at a really weird point in his career anyway. And then now all of a sudden it's been a weird ride here, but Mm -hmm. all things have been pretty good there. Yeah. Weird though. It's very (laughs) weird. It's very weird. Anyway. And, you know, and then it's two games yeah. to go and then sit back down. Yeah. Well, so it's like this very just it's this window where it's just yeah. like, hey, go be yourself for two weeks and then sit, you know, sit yeah. on back down. And uh, but yeah, I mean, as like. As just something to kind but of. But he can handle it like, right? Yeah, like, sure. I think so. That's yeah. why it's I just think it's a great. Yeah, it's a great fit. It, it, it's so weird. Your coach, so weird. your coach punches a guy, and your interim is like a Hall of Famer, a Hall of Famer who's like, well, I've done this ten million times, so no big deal, you know. And you just move on. And then three nights later, you beat your biggest rival by twenty. <laughs> I, I mean, that's the other thing is like, what? Like <laughs> because of his career, yeah, um, and who he is, and the connections that he has, like. It's almost exhausting, like the levels, like every game you could turn into, like you could here the six degrees of separation that make this insanely weird that he's playing this. Don't babysat that guy's dad or something like that. Look at his first three games. Okay, so his his first three games. All right, Rutgers. Yeah. In I tweeted this. I had like a tweet thread about it after the win over Rutgers. So I apologize to anybody that already read this and has to hear it again. But like, so Rutgers. After the oh one season at St. Joe's, they went to the NCAA tournament. They almost beat first seeded Stanford, the, the Collins yeah. Jacobson team. Oh, yeah. Almost beat them. So he had some juice. Rutgers tried to hire him. So he could have taken that job. So it's like, what are the odds that, you know, a team that offered him ends up in the Big Ten? He beats that team 20 something <laughs> years later as the head coach at Michigan. And then the Michigan State thing. Okay, you have all the Izzo ties. Okay, yep. so now he's going to play Iowa. Okay, who's the head coach at Iowa? Yeah, a guy Fran from McCaffrey. Philadelphia. Yeah. Where's Fran McCaffrey from? <laughs> Philadelphia. These two have probably known each other forever. Yeah. 40 goddamn years. Yeah. You know, um, and it's just one after another after another. Well, that's because he knows every living soul in the game of basketball. That's just because that's him. Yeah, well, yeah. I think that's just when you're in it film for 50 years. <laughs> I think that's just... That's the uniqueness of Phil Martelli. Yeah. I think it's cool. You think it's weird. You'll think it's cool. <laughs> You'll think it's cool in a couple of weeks. But I thought it was pretty darn cool. Like that was pretty cool. I thought, you know, yeah. for for a guy like that that everybody knows as a good guy, like genuinely, Izzo will probably even someday be like, that was pretty cool that Phil <laughs> Phil got a win or whatever. Maybe not so much, but like a, a little bit on some degree. So I think that's kind of neat. But anyway, I don't have anything else. If you do, my man. Uh, interesting Ooh. couple of weeks coming up here uh, as uh, the tournament. Rattles down the tracks. You wanted to talk about Mel Tucker being in the crowd. How about that? Uh, that was the one thing I forgot about to say. Mel Tucker getting in, getting some time uh, last night. How about that? I'm, I'm digging Mel Tucker's basketball vibes, man. The last game, the Purdue game, he's sitting in the Izzo, in the front row. He was row in the Izzo? Where was he at last night? Izzo. I saw him courtside, but I don't know. I so sp- the game against Purdue, he spent yeah. the first half. At in the, 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 the center court front row seat in the zone with a rally towel, cheering up, cheer like legitimately cheering with the students, and he spent the second half 
on uh, his courtside seat on the opposite okay. side. And then last night, he courtside clapping and you know he was getting into it. Oh, he was revving up the guy. Like when they yep. came out after halftime, he was like, you know, high five trying to hype, trying to hype up the dudes and all that stuff. And like, look, he knows what he's doing, man. He know I'm <laughs> I'm sure part of this is like he is a savvy dude. Is that man? I like Mel Tucker. That school's he's about to pay you hundred million dollars. Go cheer <laughs> on the team. That's okay, true. Get, That's true. I get. I get that. But like, I think it's a great. Oh, for man. whatever the motivation is, I think it's a great look. I think it's yeah. awesome. I and he does seem engaged. It's not like he's there and on his phone and bullshitting around. Like he's yep. watching games when he sits courtside at, at Breslin. He's yelling at the refs like as much as Izzo. Is. Yeah, I mean <laughs> that's like, an exaggeration, but he gets it. You know what I mean? Like I think that mm-hmm. that's the thing I would say. Uh, it was interesting because I think he's the first guy I can think of. Um, Brady Hope did that. He went to a game in East Lansing, sat mm-hmm. right behind the bench, and got just destroyed by the zone for the whole game. And Michigan State kicked their ass. I mean, it was like, and yeah. Brady sat there the whole game and laughed and like had right. a great time with it. Another guy who got it, right, for, for the yeah. same reasons I think we're saying with Mel Tucker. But like, yeah, it's just interesting you brought it up. Like, I think twofold. He is never going to turn down an opportunity to be in, to be in front of a national television camera or audience. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was that. And two, more importantly, I think that, he does. That's. I think he does feel like he's part of the community and gets the uniqueness um, that they have there with the basketball team. You know, I think that that's something that he's embraced. They have the uh, Keon Coleman. Is it mm-hmm. playing uh, for Israel right now? So I mean, I think that he gets that whole culture of it. You know what I mean? Like, and it's yeah. not a. It's not football versus basketball. It's not a bad thing that basketball takes air. I don't think he sees it that way at all. I think that's kind of cool. So I like Mel Tucker. Hard to not yeah, like man. Mel Tucker, right? I mean, like it, pretty good dude. Part of it like. is uh, part of it is when you're the, the forward-facing head coach of the high-profile team and you make all the money, you're mm-hmm. still part of an athletic department. Yeah. Okay. Um, and like Juwan, Juwan Howard gets that. Juwan Howard's at is at like yeah. gymnastics meets and almost everything and baseball games, mm-hmm. and he's Always on the field at football, and you know yep. he's out there hugging Harbaugh when he beats Ohio yeah, State. Right. Like he goes to everything. I, I, yep. I, I do Same think thing. like Juwan Howard recognizes that like he's part of yeah, the, the University community. of Michigan. Yeah. Kansas Mel donuts Tucker, out, right? Yeah, right. Same thing. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mel Tucker recognizes that he's part of Michigan State. I agree. And you know, like it's got to be hard to an extent, I would think, um, when it's it's like because Izzo is Izzo. And he's making you know, more than him now. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So, so like being able to like uh, carve your place and be like, yeah. hey man, you know, like Izzo Zizzo and this place is him. But I think but that's like, also but known. I want to be part of it. You know what I mean? I, yeah, and that's right. that's a good play. I think that that speaks to his respect for Tom Izzo as well. I think that mm-hmm. um that also that's what I would say. That's that's as much as my read on that would be as much as anything, that that's Mel Tucker um showing Tom Izzo how much he respects and cares about their friendship because they have had a you know, relationship over the years, but I think he respects everything he's done, you know, obviously at the school, but you, the fact that you see him at those games like that, I think it's in part, he's recruiting because he's always recruiting, but in part, I do think the longer he's been there. And since we've gotten away from COVID, you can mm-hmm. sense that, you know, he definitely gets that whole vibe of, you know, what a college football coach is supposed to do and supposed to be and everything else, which is cool. Not everybody does that as we know, <laughs> everybody does that. So all props to him. That was cool to see. Yeah. How about uh, 
How about Wisconsin winning the Big Ten outright in basketball after being picked <laughs> to finish 10th? Is that not the most Wisconsin move ever? Are they going to retire Davidson's number um, after senior day? Like we talked about that Michigan should have done with uh, Naz Hillman the other day? Um, Brad Davidson? I don't, I, don't, I don't think Brad's number's going in. Just, the, just hang it. You will just never find a better – a more, you know, he represents everything that Wisconsin basketball has been my entire life. I can remember <laughs> watching Wisconsin basketball all the way back to what was it, Dick Bennett? It's never changed. It has been the same. I what, mean, it's, my watching here. That so they so you know, they, think is great. They're but fifteen whatever. and one. They're fifteen yeah. and one in games decided by six or fewer points. Sixteen and one. It's impossible. Uh. I mean, like, I respect I, it. I don't have to like watching it, but I respect it. You know, we would, we were having conversations throughout the year on uh, the other pod about like, okay, what's going to be the winning total? And like early on, it was like, you know, man, Purdue might be good enough to get up to sixteen or yeah or seventeen. <laughs> man, that wouldn't that be something? Illinois could maybe get to sixteen. No, Wisconsin. Well, you know what that means. Wisconsin gets to sixteen. You know what that and means. wins it and wins it outright. They're going down in the first round. Of the NCAA tournament. Oh, I mean, a lot of people are you, going to be hot on you, that one. You better watch that one. They're going to get away from the Big Ten, and then it's going to be like, oh, God, <laughs> we're a disaster. And the rest of these teams are going to get away from each other and take off. That'll be my hot take. The only thing that would be funnier would be if they, lo- if they lose lost to – No, no, no. If they lose to Nebraska on Sunday. Wisconsin? Nope. And oh, open the yeah. door for a share. <laughs> Because I mean, they stormed the court like they they were basically. I'm surprised they didn't bring the goddamn Big Ten trophy right out there and be like, "We are the outright champions." Oh wait, we have to play Nebraska. We don't care about any of that. What a moment! Um, I mean, they clinched a share last night, so they did clinch a Big Ten title last night. But it's like the foregone conclusion of the Nebraska game is just hilarious to me, Um, as it as it should be. I mean, I I don't. I'm not. So, what do you think, Michigan? It's going to be. Are we going to get another Michigan Wisconsin game here uh, in Indy? Oh, is I that mean, in the cards? It better be. <laughs> because not only the beauty, Nick, would be not only would it be mm-hmm. Michigan, Wisconsin. It would be the one seed game on Thursday, which you know what that means. Oh, man. Yep. Noon. Yep. That's the prime spot. Everyone gets to watch it. Yeah. Baby. Okay. Well, now I think you we're still all get, waiting for that. You still yes. get dinner and drinks that night. <laughs> A beautiful thing. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's that time of year, folks. I saw it some is. women's tournaments on right now. You, you could watch daytime basketball right now, which is hard to beat, of course, as we all know. That's right. The OVC getting ready to get underway. Yeah, OVC today. Are the uh, small men's leagues starting this week, too, then? Yes. I assume. Yeah, yeah. Nice. yeah the go. Horizon has already started. Uh, so, you know, shout out to uh, Greg Campy. And the boys, and, uh, there you go. And, and Mike Davis and the boys. Uh, yep. I don't know if they're both still alive. I think so. <laughs> um, and if not, Luke, sorry Luke about Yaklic that. Got a win last night for you. Oh, hey, there you I go. Saw they 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 won their first round game. Friend of the program. Uh, so it's that time. It is yep. that time. It's a beautiful thing. Always we will good. be we will be scrambling to get these shows in as I'm flying all over the damn we'll place. We'll figure it out we though. Will, hopefully we'll we have. Hopefully we have an interesting march. Locally to talk about it's it's Hopefully. still tenuous here, but uh, I'm not giving up. But I'll tell you what: if uh, with with my own eyes, I just watched Phil Martelli coach Michigan <laughs> against Michigan State. 
So I'm not going to say anything. Win. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything's impossible. So I agree with that. let's leave it on that. Yes, sir. Thank you, my friend, as always. Uh, and to all you listeners, thank you. Leave us a review in the iTunes store. Tip your bartenders and servers. <laughs>